That music is sad and it gets me every time because mm. we don't have to play it often. But we do have to play it today. Guys, welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show. Brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to leave a like, drop a comment, subscribe, even leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. I am Anthony Totri, joined, as always, by Sean DePaz. Shane Diefenbach is going to be joining us a little bit later. He's at DFA right now. But, Sean, it is time for the second straight walk of shame because the Sun Devils couldn't get it done. Against their in-state rival, yeah. the number five Arizona Wildcats, falling 69-60. to 60. We've obviously got a lot to get into, but just initial reaction to the nine-point loss. Um, I mean, it wasn't fun. That was my initial reaction. Uh, I mean, like, look, you're not going to shoot 12% or, you're gonna, yeah, I know we'll get the number. You're not going to shoot 11% from three and win a, win a basketball game, no. especially, especially against one of the best offenses. <laughs> I'm, I don't want to sit here and be this like ASU fan. If you're a U of A fan, you should be concerned that you beat ASU by nine points when they basically didn't play basketball for half of the game. And shot 11%. And game. shot 11%. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, this is our show, and we have pro- problems of our own. Um, you, you're you not going to win basketball if you don't score. And this team is a consistent problem. It, it is. It, 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 I know we talk a lot about how, oh, like when, the, when all things are clicking, like you're a really good team. Who gives a shit? They're never clicking. They've clicked twice this year in two really big wins. Otherwise, it you at best get a really good half. Mm-hmm. And but for the most part, it's just really bad offense, and the defense keeps us in games. Um ASU's offense is dog shit. It's just dog shit. And it, it, it's if it's like this the rest of the year, you could say you fuck the first round by because they're not gonna be playing, they're gonna be playing other Pac-12 schools. They, they have to figure that shit out. Yeah. It's bad. Especially the first half. That shit was awful. Yeah, just looking at like just individual stats here, right? DJ Horn, seven points, not good enough. Des Cambridge, seven points, not good enough. Warren Washington, six points, not good enough. Um, you're not gonna beat the number five team in the country when your best scores go missing. Yeah. Or not even missing, they just didn't show up. Well, I mean, it doesn't help that they're getting foul trouble. I would say your two best offensive players and yeah. Frankie and and Des gotten foul trouble. And both Cambridge brothers ended up fouling out yep. at the end of the game. Look, we're going to get into it. Like like Sean said, there is a lot of negatives to take away from this game. but And I don't want to be the, the hopeful ASU, oh my God, look, we lost by nine. But look, at the end of the day, you take away the fact that Arizona played on the other side of this game, right? You plug in just about any other team in the country with that number five spot next to their name. And we're like, ASU almost came back from down 18 and yeah. hung with the number five team in the country. Yeah, and I mean... I- I yeah I I will say and I listen. The offense is terrible. The defense is not. The defense is incredibly impressive. Like it, it is is very good. The over under in this game was one fifty five and a half. It ended up the total was one twenty nine. Yeah. And the reason that total was so high is because of how good Arizona's offense is. And it, so that says a lot about how, how what ASU's defense was able to do to keep them only sixty nine points. Um, but it doesn't really mean anything if your offense if your no, offense is showing up. Not at all. Um, I mean, you tweeted it before the game. Big players have like big players have big games and big games, basically. Like, and none of the big, none of the, no one had a big game. No, I it, mean, you needed something special to beat Arizona because this is for the U of A fans in the chat. You're a top three team in the country, and I mean, when you come when the rankings come out, you'll be a top three team in the country considering all the top five teams that lost. But you you you're gonna you have to do something. Yeah. Someone's got to show up, and no one did. Uh, Jose in the chat talking about a sweep because the women's team won the other day as well. Look, it's not a sweep yet. Yeah, we still got two more. Yeah, games. Yeah, two more games. 
and then let's, you let's never know what will happen. The, I mean, everyone gets to the Pac-12 tournament, so you don't know who's going to play who. It's, I think the toughest thing for me was the fact that it was Dez and DJ just not showing up, yeah. combining for 14 points. Um, and you shoot 11% from three, dude. That is awful. They took, ASU took 16 more shots tonight, or I guess today, than U of A, and lost by nine. You, mm -hmm. You're not going to win like that. You're just simply not going to win. There was a point in the game where they had cut it to one possession, two, three points. And you're like, okay, that second half run, great. You get DFA locked and loaded, you get them behind you, and you just it just wasn't enough. It just wasn't enough at the end of the day. And as well as they played in the second half, how many fucking times do we have to talk about how bad this team is in the first half offensively? Yeah, yeah. I mean, ASU won, won the second half. It was 32-24. They, they, I mean, kind of handedly won, eight points. And then you lost by nine. Like, you, the, the slow stops, ha if you want to do anything, the slow stops have to start. Or the slow starts have to stop. That's not, you're, that's not getting you anywhere. Um, and, and, I mean, Sid, I know is a U of A person, but he makes a good point. ASU offense doesn't get much quality shots. Hurley's offense limits good looks and touches for everyone. That's exactly true. They don't get good shots. They even said it on the broadcast. Oh, I know the analytics people won't like it, but this is a team that likes to take and make good or tough shots. No, they like to take tough shots, and by tough shots, I mean bad shots, and then they don't make them because they're offensively, they are inept. Um, I, there's not, I don't think there's much more to it than that. This, you get a few outliers like we did in Michigan and Creighton. Otherwise, the offense is embarrassing. Well, so this team, and it's very clear watching them, right? This team thrives on defensive opportunities turning into transition yes. offense. Yeah, 100%. They thrive. And when, they, That's why that run when they're clicking like that, it's beautiful. It is. it is amazing. It's fun basketball. You get the crowd into it. However, when you aren't playing basketball like that, when you're playing a style of basketball that relies so heavily on the opposing team screwing up, Against the top five team, it is tough to win those types of games because top five teams don't usually fuck around for two halves. And yeah. you saw that today. It might have been backwards in the case that fans wanted it, right? You want your team to come out hot. They didn't. U of A played a strong first half. They yeah. shot really well. And then you get to the second half. You get those defensive opportunities turning into transition offense. You get that big run. You cut the 18-point lead to two or three or whatever it was. But it just it wasn't enough. And at a certain point, you've got to find a way to get Desmond Cambridge and DJ Horn better looks. Yeah. We talk a lot on this show about that guard you team with Cody Justice, Trey Holder, and Shannon Evans. That team played phenomenal transition basketball. Yes, just like this team. But what did that team do better than this team? Shoot. They could mm -hmm. simply shoot better. Yeah. And I mean, it's not, I don't, I don't think it's just on Bobby. Like, I, Bobby's offense, I don't think is great the schematically, but you had fucking DJ pulling up from the logo at one point. For what, bro? You haven't done shit all game. What makes you think you're gonna make that shot? Like it, it it's I, all around offensively, like top to bottom, coaching staff, players. It's just bad, man. It's it's just bad. And and you, I don't think U of A was good tonight. Really? They only shot twenty three percent. Yeah, from like they weren't good. But the difference is, is that they are a good team. ASU is, I would say, an above average. No, U of A is a great team. They're a top three team in the country. ASU is a good team. ASU is a good team. I would I, like, but 
great teams can win games when you don't play well. Yeah. Good teams don't. And that's the difference. Like a ASU is a, is a good team. And they they can be great when they play great basketball. U of A is great no matter what. Um, that's how, yeah. I, it's just it's a difference. You could tell that they have talent on that side. That ASU simply doesn't. And when you talk about playing a number five team in the country and you talk about you know big time players showing up in big time games only dj horn played more than 26 minutes for the starters tonight mm -hmm. you're not gonna win like that no dev only played 19 des played 22 frankie played 22 warren played 26 and dj played 35 that's just not again that that part of we put it on the players to not score enough, right? They weren't good enough tonight. That, from Bobby's perspective, those guys in terms of minutes wasn't good enough tonight. Yeah, there were there were lineups tonight that I never want to see again. Yeah, I mean, there was one point we were looking at, it was like, there's not a single starter on the floor, and we're down by 16. What is going on? And I get you're uh, trying to like change it up, maybe like I guess get a different energy out there. But at a certain point, if you're Bobby, you got to understand that your shot creator, at least one, needs to be in the game. Yeah, because Jemiah I mean, clearly is not that guy. Yeah, and Joe Joe's said what I was about to say. Like the foul trouble was the big problem. Like, because you, you had to sit Frankie and and Dez for a while because they were in foul trouble, yeah. um, and that that obviously hurts the minutes. But it's I don't I don't know. Like I I I do think we need to kind of keep it in perspective, right? Because obviously you always want to beat your rival. But I think if we're playing someone that's not Arizona, that's a top five team and this game goes the way it does, we're still upset about the first half, and we're still upset they lost. But I think there's a, a, a slight moral victory in the fact that you only lost to the top three team in the country by... And I keep saying top three. I know they're fifth ranked, but they're they going to be, be top three. And I think, I think regardless of their number, they're, they're a one three. seed in the, in yeah, the yeah, I think they're 100% they're one seed. Um, but... Uh, like I think there might be a moral victory there, but it doesn't matter because it's your rival. Moral victories Mor fucking suck. Yeah, close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and nuclear warfare. Yes, this sir. is none of that. Let's get to the numbers of today's game. Obviously, the only one that matters is sixty-nine to sixty in favor of the yeah. Wildcats. In terms of shooting percentage, U of A shot thirty-seven point seven percent to ASU's thirty-six point two. So, to your point, Sean, the numbers ended up evening out a little bit um, in the second half in terms of. Three-point percentage, ASU talked about it, the abysmal 11% to Arizona's 22%. This is the number that stands out to me. Um, in terms of the charity stripe, 7 of 10 for the Sun Devils, 24 of 28 for U of A, and then ASU getting out-rebounded by 8, 44 yeah. to 36. Sean, there's a glaring number here. Yeah, the free throw number. And uh, listen, I think we can all agree, like U of A fans, I think we can all agree, Pac-12 refs are dog shit. Yep. But that, that wasn't the problem today, no. I don't think. I, I, I don't think that... The refs really had anything to do with it. They're they're better. They're bigger. They're more aggressive. At you ASU just kind of take kept taking bad shots. They weren't really trying to get to the line. Um, and that part of that is Frankie, right? Like Frankie is the guy that likes to try and drive to the basket. And him getting in foul trouble and not playing as many minutes as one would hope that that hurts a little bit. But they're just not as aggressive. They weren't as aggressive as they needed to be against a team that is clearly better than them. Like uh, I, that's side note. That's the thing that drives me crazy about the U of A fans. Like. We all know that U of A is better than ASU. It's not even a, like it. It. We all know that. Um. But like, yeah. Thank you, U of A fans, for agreeing that Pac-12 refs are dog shit. But that was not the problem. In all sports. Yeah. No. It is. It is. It is unanimous. Um. But it, this. This today was because U of A is a better basketball team, head to toe. Well, 
for the most part. I think ASU is probably a better defensive team, but it doesn't really matter when you're playing a team that that's much better offensively than you, but that's neither here nor there. But uh, it's a team that ASU, U of A is just better than ASU, and you could see that in essentially every facet of the game. Yeah, it's tough. It is tough. I think something that I'm looking forward to to help me get over it is the fact that we've got the Four Peaks PHNXT party mm. happening here in just a couple weeks. You guys can join us at the inaugural PHNXT party presented by Four Peaks at Dobson Ranch Golf Course. Guys, we're running out the entire driving range. Come hang with Big Drive Energy. The PHNX crew and fellow diehards for a night of golf, food, drinks, contests, contests, prizes, and more. And our PHNX Suns crew is going to be hosting a watch party for the Suns and the T-Wolves. Four Peaks is also going to be out there themselves providing beer samples and some showag. You guys can check the link in the description to reserve your spot right now. And for our diehards, check Discord for your special link where you guys are going to save a whopping 20% on this awesome event. Yeah, and while you're there, you can, you know, maybe make the night a little more interesting. Bet on that Suns game. Or you can be like me, you know, sprinkle a little money on the TCU spread, TCU money line, and now TCU's winning 14-0 over number one. Yep. Wow. Just saying, I wow. know a thing or two. I know a thing or two. So it, regardless, I would just take my betting advice regardless. Mm. But if you're going to take my betting advice, do it on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the app now. Sign up with code PHNX. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets. If they do, that's code PHNX only at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I You probably already know mine, but Totri, do you have a DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week? Uh, my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week is the Jacksonville Jaguars spread. Over the Houston Texans. I believe it is three and a half. I'll check right for um, you. It last is. I checked, I thought it was three and a half. Jacksonville is minus three now. Minus three now. Yeah, I'm taking Jacksonville. They, I mean, I okay. know this game doesn't mean a whole lot because the division get, gets locked up regardless the next week. So this game technically means nothing for them. However, Houston wants that number one overall pick. <laughs> they need to lose to get it. Jacksonville, you got Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson's a phenomenal coach, probably a Hall of Fame coach at one point. You got Nick Foles. A, a Super Bowl ring. Yeah. So I don't see a world where Jacksonville and Doug Peterson fumble the bag and, and lose against Houston. Yeah, so. I'm right there with you. I'm sticking in the NFL. Uh, my DraftKings Sports Pick of the Week. Duh. <laughs> Buffalo Bills money line against the defending AFC champions, the Cincinnati Bengals, on Monday Night Football. It's going to be a fun game. It's going to be a really fun game. I think tonight, or I guess I keep saying tonight, but it's only 247. Today's game, a lot of players didn't didn't show up. And they didn't show out. But there is one guy yeah. that showed up, and it was very, very clear that he, at some point, is going to be a dominant player for ASU in yeah. years to come, and that is Duke Brennan. Duke Brennan getting bottle service because he was just him. I know the, yeah, numbers, the numbers aren't crazy. But... The numbers aren't crazy. Six points, six boards. But you look at the moments. Yeah. And for a guy that was matched up against one of the most dominant big men in the Pac-12, one of the most dominant big men in the nation, to do what he did was absolutely ridiculous. And don't take our word for it, but we got sound from Bobby Hurley talking about Duke Brennan postgame. This is what he had to say. I loved, I loved the way Duke played, and that, that was the one area of the game that we won in the first half was the hustle game. You know, I think we had nine offensive rebounds at halftime, and you know he was uh, had six and six. So for a freshman to to play that way when when things were not going well, um, it just says a lot about him. He's you know, very just puts his head down and plays hard, and you know, really happy for him as a freshman in, in a rivalry game to to play that well, especially early in the game. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, we said it during the game. Like, for the first half, he was the only ASU per player of note, I think. Yeah. I, I mean, Frankie, off rip, like, yeah, the first two points, or the first four points, and then he had an assist. Like, I noticed him, but then you didn't see him for the rest of the game. Uh, Duke came in there and was a, a a very effective player over what is one of, if not the best front, front court in the country. Yeah. Um, and didn't impose his will by any means, but hung in there as a freshman against that front court. It was it was incredibly impressive, and I think it's a good sign. And you made the point, just this doesn't happen without what we saw from them earlier in the year and the minutes they've gotten so far. Yeah. yeah, that's why I think those minutes were so were so important, right? You get the Legends Classic, and it, it's at a certain point you're like, why is Austin Nunez in a five point game? Yeah. why is Duke Brennan in a five point game against? you know, at the start of that VCU game or the Michigan game or the Creighton game, whatever you want to say. And it's for moments like this. Yeah. For yeah. when you've got a guy like Des Cambridge, who, A, had an off night, and you get a guy like Frankie Collins, who, again, also had an off night, and they were both in foul trouble. Yeah. Is so you can put in guys like Austin Nunez, you can put in guys like Duke Brennan, and you don't lose anything. Your team doesn't miss a step yeah. because it, you have to put in a couple freshmen. That's another thing with Austin, too. Like, Austin had to play minutes because of Frankie's foul trouble, and he didn't do anything necessarily to positively impact the game, but he didn't do anything to negatively impact it, which has been a problem for me with him in a few games this year where he, he just kind of made a, a few freshman mistakes, yeah. and he limited those tonight, and it was the only reason that this game was even close. Uh, well, not the only reason, but it's a part of the reason, right? Like, in those minutes where you don't have any starters on the floor, things could have gotten really ugly, and they didn't, really. Um, so, yeah, the, the freshmen um, were impressive, but specifically Duke. I mean, he's a guy like... like Joe says big things are going to there's big things coming for him. I, I think he's going to be an important piece of this team for the next few years. I think what the biggest thing for me about Duke, right, is you, you see the stat line of six and six, but it was a six and six and you notice him, right? Mm -hmm. There are a lot of guys where you have a six and six stat line or even better than that. And you're like, oh, okay. I didn't even realize that he got that. Every rebound it felt like for Duke Brennan was a noticeable rebound. Yeah. Yeah. It was six for six with four offensive rebounds. And this is a team that struggles usually to uh, off. Uh, on the boards in general, but yeah. especially offensively. And like, they did again the night. And they did, yeah. But um, he didn't, right? Um, yeah, it, it's it was... And, and uh, Joe brings it up, Warren Washington, too. Like, the front court tonight, kind of... Okay, nah, I'll take that back, because Gaffney didn't do anything. Um, but Warren and, and Duke, our centers, they, they were impressive. Yeah. Um, which... Honestly, like if you had told me they had played as well they, as they did today, I probably would have thought ASU was going to win this game because of how good U of A's front court is. If they're winning that battle, then I would have assumed ASU would win, and obviously they didn't because the backcourt didn't do anything. Um, but it is what it is, I guess. I mean, let's talk about Warren because we're giving a lot of love to Duke, but I think Warren played some some super strong minutes. Yeah. Now, offensively, it it wasn't necessarily there, and it hasn't really been there offensively for him. Most of the season, it feels like he's just not getting as many touches um, as we would like. Defensively, though, he is another guy who you notice him every single defensive possession. He is doing something. He's a guy that can get blocks without jumping. He's a guy that just is there, right? Like you yeah. said, like this is not a guy that necessarily has to jump. He doesn't have to get yeah. up and make a His big presence. block. That's something that this team missed last year is just the presence of a big man down low. It, it, it Knowing he's there changes how you play, how you have to play this team. Uh, and you saw that on a couple of moments. Um, and, and, and not just that, like even offensively, like you said, he didn't points. He was also the only player outside of Frankie to have multiple assists. Yeah. Like to have a big man that can also kind of, that just has high basketball IQ knows when to go up with it, knows when to give it away, um, is important. I, I do think 
Warren is a big piece. If this team does want to have any success this year, Warren is a big piece of it. And it, like I said, it's a big reason why this team feels different than last year's, yeah. even though they've lost two in a row now. I think one of the tough things, and I, again, don't want to make any excuses. Um, DFA was packed. It mm -hmm. was loud. There was evidently not as many students at this game because it's winter, winter break. break. Yeah. A lot of people not there. I think the crowd would have been different. Um, but the crowd tonight was strong. Yeah. It felt like from start to finish, especially that second half run. We had some tweets from Shane. Um, who's going to be joining us here in a little bit, but he was tweeting from the PHNX Sun Devils account of just some of the videos of the crowd, which was nice to see that they got out there, yeah. right? At a noon game, it's New Year's Eve, to get out there and support ASU. And Warren Washington commented on it after the game. This is what he had to say about the crowd today. I miss everything to have uh, Sun Devils Nation support us and, and fill up the arena today. It was, it was beautiful for me because that was my first chance playing against Arizona. So um, I, I'd just like to say uh, we appreciate y'all for the support and all that. So, yep. That's tough, man. Yeah, it is tough. But it also shows you, like, what we've been saying, that the players appreciate, the, appreciate support. Like, they appreciate you actually getting to games, um, even when they lose. Um, I also appreciate Tina in the chat schooling, in U of a, or schooling an ASU fan on who number four is. But... Um, yeah, it's just the support makes a difference. And I think this game is a lot worse if that stadium's empty. Yeah. Like, oh, I, yeah. I think that plays an impact, like you mentioned, in that run that they had in the start of the second half. Like, it's another re part of the reason why this game was close because they, they had that home court advantage. Um, so that, that, that is big. It's nice to hear. It's nice to hear that the, that the crowd is noticeable, and it's nice to hear that the players are appreciating it. Yeah, 100%. And I think what I don't want is for this loss to discourage people from going out to see this team. Um, they obviously had the bad loss against San Francisco. San Francisco, a great team. They shouldn't have won the game at 37 points. They talked about it on the broadcast. ASU didn't watch film on that game yeah. uh, because it was such a ridiculous. They watched Cinderella Man instead. Yeah. Um, then they lose that first game of the season, heartbreaker and overtime, whatever. This game is a game you go in expecting to lose. There are a bunch of times over the next two months that ASU will be the favorite against some really good Pac-12 teams coming to DFA. And there is no reason that ASU fans should opt not to go yeah. to some of those games. No, no. Uh, I, I, Yeah, that's the one thing that I hope doesn't happen with this loss is that it discourages you of a, like ASU fans because this is the best team in the Pac-12 and a top three team in the country. Yeah. Um, and the fact that it was even close should be a slightly encouraging to ASU fans. If they, when they're playing other teams in the Pac-12, with the exception of UCLA, they're going to be, I think, the better team um, on paper, at least. So it, keep supporting them if, if for some reason you don't want to now that they lost to a top three team in yeah, the country. Yeah, 100%. Before we get Shane in here, um, who is our reporter out there today, if you guys are supporting ASU basketball, you should also be supporting more furniture. Today is, or tomorrow, I guess, is their last day for the white glove delivery deal mm. where you guys can get free white glove delivery with a minimum purchase of $1,999. I know Sean filled up his entire apartment when he got his new place with more furniture. It's comfy. It's great. I know you and the cat love it. Yeah, it's so so good that the cat respects the furniture and doesn't scratch it. She respects the she furniture? She respects the furniture. Guys, if an animal respects the furniture, game imagine game. how much you guys would love it. Again, tomorrow, last day for that free white glove delivery deal. Again, with a minimum purchase of $1,999. Check it out. More furniture. Dot com. And Sean, 
more furniture today helped us watch the game. There was mm -hmm. another part yeah. of our game day ritual that helped made this game S salvageable, I guess. It tasted a little better. Yeah. At least. That's um, fair. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my booty supported more furniture. <laughs> my my tummy supported Burrito Express. Our tummies supported Burrito Express. And there's a uh, burrito in the fridge for Shane. So his tummy can support Burrito Express later. Um, but yeah, check out Burrito Express. Um, it was popping. Like, it, it was popping when I went there. Like, I had to wait in line. There was like, there's at least 15 people inside Burrito Express when I got there. I, I was, and it was like minutes before game time. I was blown away. Um, check it out. I wish I could buy stock in Burrito Express. I feel like they're going to yes. have a massive 2023. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And if you didn't see it, if you if you, if you, uh, if you went to the game today, go to Burrito Express. You get a free, free burrito, burrito tomorrow. Because that's the, they're, they're, they're the burritos of the people. Check them out. They got a bunch of value locations. Um, get the Breakfast Supreme. That is my Burrito Express? Get it in you. Get it in you. All right. Without further ado, let's bring in the man, the myth, the Deef. Shane Diefenbach. Shane, just what was the environment like there today? Dude, that second half, I mean, I have been to 50-plus games here at DFA, and, like, the, you know, the, the intimate atmosphere makes it louder, and the crowd wasn't as good as I think ASU fans would have expected just because of the winter break and the north side of where the students sit on the upper level wasn't completely filled. But I don't – I can't remember. Maybe the Kansas game or uh, – 2020 U of A game when it was that loud. It, it was just dunk after steal after dunk after steal, and nothing gets fans more pumped than that. Uh, the defense definitely kept them in the game the entire time, but the fans, they were the catalyst to that run in that second half. Yeah. I mean, you were there. You just got done talking to Bobby and the players. I'm curious. We heard what, what Bobby had to say about Duke. We, we saw what Warren had to say about the crowd. But I guess what was there – was there any point that Bobby made – after the game that kind of stuck with you as like, okay, this is where the team's at after. I, I, I don't think it's, I don't think that there's any down feeling from this game. I mean, it, it sucks, but he did open the presser with, this is a top five team. We knew this was going to be tough and we started off poorly. And he also pointed out the free throw differential plus 17 or whatever it was for U of A. Like they got to be better than that. The size was a problem. The fouls were a problem like we expected and their threes weren't falling in the first half. It was a perfect storm for them in the first half, to, and it was just too big. I, I don't think that there's any lesser feeling of themselves after this loss. Yeah, I don't think there can be. Like that's what I, that's what I was saying earlier, right? You 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 take it out of the context of it being U of A. You just you you lost by single digits, and you won the second half against what is going to be a top three team in the country. Yeah, uh, obviously it sucks losing to your biggest rival, but outside of that, there is I think there is a a moral victory there for sure. Um, so yeah, I, I, it's going to be sad, right? But I, I do think it's not. I don't think this is like ah, oh, you got to burn it down. This is we're in a terrible place now. Like this was this was a game you were supposed to lose that you lost. Yeah, it sucks, yeah, but it is what I it think is. The the biggest thing too is just looking at the numbers from the first half and the second half. Like yep. obviously they couldn't hit anything. Gonzo Gaffney had to make the first three for them, but also Arizona was hot. They were Shooter. shooting 48% from the field in the first half, 41% from the three in the second. They didn't make a single three in the second half. You yep. not a single one. They were 41% from three in that first half. It's, it's just some things just don't go your way. And when you get into a hole against a top five team, a top three team, even, like what they might be soon, it's it's almost impossible to dig yourself out of. But there was no quit I found the whole night. No quit at all. Yeah. We got Vols in the chat, or Vols, saying it's not a rivalry. Uh, it is a rivalry. 
Um, if it wasn't, you wouldn't be in the chat right now. This is this is what I have. This is why I get irritated. And I'm gonna get fired up about it. Is because the rivalry extends beyond just the hardwood, right? You've got the football team, you've got softball, you've got baseball, you've got a bunch of other sports. And guess what? Arizona State kicks U of A's ass in a lot of those other sports. They have the better softball program. Okay, they're gonna have a better softball program. They just lost their head coach and two of their best players. Okay, basketball. We know U of A basketball is good. Guess what? You guys just beat ASU football in the Territorial Cup for the first time in how many years? And we had Herm Edwards as our coach. Yeah. So let's calm down don't on the pretend, high horse that you guys that all are winning on. the Territorial Cup didn't feel good to you. Let's calm down because that's probably going to be the only Territorial Cup win you've got here for the next couple of years. So enjoy basketball. Okay. So let's, let's just calm down because it is a rivalry. Shane, was there anything said from the players' perspective about the slow start? Like, were they asked about why this seems to be a consistent trend? For this team uh no we didn't we didn't really get much from i mean warren had to say a little bit but i <laughs> frankie was so quiet you could tell this this loss really weighed on him he was the only asu player correct me if i'm wrong to be in double figures he had eight points with or he had 10 points with three minutes to go and that was the first asu play in double figures i felt like he did everything he could not i don't think he got enough minutes though yeah um, the so follow trouble some, was a big part of it yeah for sure but still i mean at some point you have to like e yeah. even even in, in that first let half, him fall he picked out. up his third. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think that it's it's a mental thing because if it was a mental thing, they would have lost by thirty. You know that. Yeah, they 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 can hang their head from a bad shooting performance in the first half, but they didn't hang their head in the second half, and that's the biggest thing. Like, you, you can you can say it might be mental, but I I I don't think it is, and I don't think this team feels like that. You got Washington State next. If you can get on a run here, this game doesn't mean anything. Yeah, and it's a Washington State team that. Only lost by a single point to number 11 UCLA last night. Yeah, so, which is so weird to me. Pac-12 play has terrible. officially started. Yeah, welcome to the pack. Vol is still in the Look, chat. Little brother is mad. Uh, plus, let's not forget you're watching us, not not <laughs> vice versa. So you're the little brother right now, buddy. An another point is this is obviously the best team you're going to play in the Pac-12. Yeah. And you were in the game the entire time in that second half. I mean, there were there were a point where they were down two points. Like it's. It, this is your toughest battle. Uh, obviously, Tucson's going to be harder, but this is yeah. the toughest team you're going to have to face. And I thought they did really well. And you, again, I just I cannot say enough about Duke Brennan tonight. Oh yeah. my yeah. God, the minutes that he got, even even if it doesn't show up on the score sheet, what was it six points and six rebounds in limited minutes? Like he was he was phenomenal using his size. He was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was good to see. Let's get to aftertaste. Shane, I'm going to start with you, man. Nothing too sus here, okay? <laughs> Uh, what's You're this New Year's Eve hangover taste like? Um, like a some type of suspension, like something that's like half oil and then half something else that like you know a suspension liquid. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. where it's like the hydraulic first half fluid. <laughs> yeah, sure, but like then there's like a little surprise. It's a Kinder Egg, but the but the chocolate's poisonous. So oh. you eat the first half of it and then you get a prize in the second half, but then the prize breaks at the end Ew. of the game. Mm. Um. This tasted like, like store brand cinnamon toast crunch, because um, you see it and you're like, it's cinnamon toast crunch. It can't be like that bad, right? Like it's gonna. I'm gonna. I'm looking forward to this. Like I'm enjoying it. And then you're eating it, and you're like, like I guess I ate. And there's something to take away from this, but it really didn't taste that good. And ultimately, I was pretty disappointed by the experience. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, extra virgin olive oil, uh, because it's supposed to. It's supposed to be healthy for you. Okay, it's supposed to be good for you, but. Middle Eastern families, we put way too much of it on everything. 
Um, so it just kind of drowns out the taste. So it should have been healthy. Today's game should have been good. It should have been a learning experience. But at the end of the day, there was just too much of it. And it wasn't great. That's what I'm going to go with today. Extra virgin olive oil. Tastes like EG's. But it was a learning experience, EG's, at least. Whatever the fuck that yeah. place is called. Sure. It was a learning experience. EG's? Yeah. What, what is it called? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> fuck EG's. Let's talk about illegal pizza. No one goes there other than Tucson people Let's and, talk about and illegal GCU pizza. students. Guys, we're excited to welcome illegal pizza to the PHNX family because That's they're true. not EG's. Check out their location off of Mill in Tempe. Plus, when you guys purchase $100 in gift cards they're gonna throw in a 25 dollars one on the house so when you're spending money you're also making money with illegal pizza be on the lookout for a few informal happy hours with us we're gonna be out there ahead of some of these pack 12 games um which i think are gonna be a lot of fun because we're gonna be able to have some of those phenomenal margaritas that i keep hearing about and get to watch aac basketball so it should be a lot of fun um there's a illegal pizza in tucson right yeah so maybe you can yeah. get out of our mentions and go eat Food down there. That's some good food. Um, but regardless, whether you're for, here for us or you're here for Mike Luke, uh, join the PHNX family. Become a diehard. If you if 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 not for us to support Mike, um, when you become a diehard, you get a free shirt or hat every year. So you can either use it on our really nice looking U of A shirts or geez ASU shirts or the 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 the, 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 the okay looking. They're pretty good looking U of U of A shirts. Um. You get access to our premium diehard level content, and you get 20% off merch and events like our uh, tea party that we talked about earlier. So if you want to become a diehard, go to ch check out gophnx.com slash diehard to join the family. Here for it. Absolutely here for it. Uh, let's get to the Bobby board. Why don't we? Um, this is the second straight time that we are not oh. going to have a Bobby face. Kind of disappointing. Um, I feel like we need to have Washington State and Washington locked in so we, we can have a Bobby face and at this yeah. point is there a trend now is there a trend for this no I don't I'm not seeing one maybe hopefully it's not I, I would I, I will listen to I would be okay with a one loss two loss one loss two loss okay if that happens I'll be fine with it because then we could we could lose to UCLA and then lose to UCLA again and whoever I don't care as long as it's not the Pac-12 tournament yeah that's fair Shane at this point we're hitting Pac-12 play pretty hard now. U of A, we've had them in their power rankings every week. Um, they're the number one team. Okay, They're going to be a number one seed in the NCAA. It's still a ways away, but do you see anything from an ASU team that at any point we should expect them to be in a one-possession game with U of A? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. I think you see this matchup two more times. I think it's closer each time. Um uh, I, I would be shocked if ASU puts on a worse performance in a half than they did tonight against them. You know, you go down to Tucson, it's a hostile environment, but the players on this team seem like they can handle it. Uh, Frankie Collins, I don't think it's going to bother him. Des Cambridge is definitely not going to bother. There's a lot of confidence on this roster. I do not expect them to lay an egg like they did in the first half again against U of A. You get them once in Tucson, you're going to get them in the Pac-12 tournament. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to think that they'll have a worse, like you said, a worse half than they did that first half. Um, and... I mean, yeah, the defense disappeared against San Francisco, so I don't want to say it can't get worse, but it, its I don't expect it to get any worse. So I, I do think it'll be competitive. And yeah, Shane said what I had said earlier. There's a good chance you see this team. You obviously see them at least one more time. There's a good chance you see them twice more. Hey, everything goes really, really well. We'll see them three more times in the national championship. <laughs> um, but no, uh, yeah, I, I, I think the next game is going to be even, I don't want to necessarily say it's closer, but it's going to be better. You won't have just a like two lopsided halves, more or less. Um, 
Can we, it's just can we pull yeah. up the Bobby board one more time? We can. Can you look, look at look at that after Washington? You know what that marks? The halfway mm. point. This team wow. has so much more basketball to play. Yeah, I don't think we've seen the best of this team yet. And plus, there's a lot more Bobby faces because there were some really good ones tonight to come. So yeah, I'm here for it. this team already. Look, Pac-12 play, and I know they had those first two Pac-12 games. Um, before you kind of get into the, the rest of the non-conference and then Pac-12 again. But this team already, right, we'll, we'll define this as probably the start of Pac-12 play, is only three wins away from their entire win total that they had last season. And Shane, to your point, we're not even halfway done with the season yet. There's a good chance that at the halfway point in this season, ASU is one win away from their season total a year ago, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> What? It's just so sad. <laughs> Last year was so frustrating. <laughs> that's why I think that's why I think like you can't get ASU fans and U of A fans, you can say whatever you want, but like all you want to see from a program is year over year growth. Mm -hmm. Right. And after COVID, after the issues with some players, people leaving the program. Um, your star player, Remy Martin, transferring out to Kansas and going to win a national championship, right? Damn, I forgot like, about that. <laughs> To have the the class of tra transfers that they did this offseason, to get freshmen like an Austin Nunez and a Duke Brennan, and at this point in the season, to have only three losses, and one of them is to a top-five team, a team that we expect to be a one-seed in the NCAA tournament, like, I can live with that, and ASU fans should live with that. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. You wanna, So, you. ASU definitely fought off some demons tonight after the first half. You know who else did? Me. This is the first time I've been in the building since 29 points was scored by an entire basketball team. That's rough. Could always be it, worse. Yeah, it can always be worse. That was against, who was that against? Washington State? Washington State. And they got Washington State. <laughs> Exercise the demons, baby. Exercise oh, the demons. God. I don't want to go back. It's tough. It's tough. <laughs> We're going to make you sit there. We have, to, we have to pop bottles when they score 30 points. If game. they score 30 points, also, I should say. Also, guys, I, I don't think state. we are ever going to get the Cambridge Brothers double tequila shot. I hey, don't think we are going to get it. You say that, time. and then we'll I be in the Elite are. Eight, and they'll both go for 30. Oh, my God. If they go for 30 apiece, is that four shots? Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. You forget what happened when I was in Vegas? It was no so close. Happened. They have to play. Like, Listen, I know I know we're all look, we're looking at this in the context of where we compare to U of A. They're still like basically in a different league than the teams at the bottom of this conference. So they're going to blow some teams out, I think. Well, maybe not because it's the offense, but they're, they're going to dominate some teams. I think ASU is still a top four seed. Yeah, I agree. No, I 100%. think everyone, everyone's freaking out about the loss. U of A and, and UCLA are in a different league, but past that, I think ASU competes with anybody. They, yeah, they think, only lost to U of A by nine points. U of I, A has done much worse to, to better teams. Your four seeds as it stands right now, in no particular order, or I guess in the particular order for the top two, you're going to get Arizona one, UCLA two. And then the next two, I feel like is going to be a combination of either ASU, USC, Utah. and Utah. Yeah. Colorado. Yeah. Colorado. Colorado yeah. I mean, Oregon can always figure it out. Like there's a handful of, of teams there, but like. Dude, literally yeah. Cal, could, Cal could do it. Like I'm not saying talent wise they can, but like it doesn't matter what they did before this. It All, all that matters is conference record. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah, Tina makes a good point. We can do our, our, our friends down south a favor and take out our anger on UCLA twice. I mean, I'm here for it. A sweep against, I would, I would be fine losing both games to U of A if we swept UCLA. And not <laughs> to keep doing this, but we're in the same place in the stand. Well, I guess you're technically ahead of us, but we're both two and one in the standings. Neither of us are first in the pack. 
And we don't have a conference loss by double digits. Just saying. Okay, you guys do. Okay. Just, okay. just saying. We barely escaped. We barely escaped it. Hey, moral <laughs> victories. They're a thing. Okay. They're absolutely a thing. Shane, any final thoughts on this game or what's to come for ASU before we get you out of here? Yeah. Um, there, there was a stigma in the first half from ASU Twitter, uh, fans in the arena, and I'm sure we shared these thoughts. Oh, God. Oh, no. Please help us. We're not that good. Yeah. Um, we are. And, and the, 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 big, the biggest thing that you can take away from this game is, yeah, you lost to U of A. Yeah, it sucks. But one, this wasn't a must win. You're in a good spot because of what you did out of, out of conference play. And two is you competed, and especially in that second half. You dominated the first half of that second half. When you show flashes like that, it's, it's not a fluke because it wasn't just them draining three after three. It was defense, transition, you know, getting back. It, it, it was solid basketball. That, that's, that's what my main takeaway is you're competing. And, and you don't let this loss, however, however much it may suck, don't let, it get, don't let that get past you that this team can compete with the best of that. Yeah, just like we've said all season, right? Like big win, big loss. Get back to neutral. You got another game. You got to put this one behind you just like you did San Francisco, just like you did Michigan, just like you did Creighton. Um, because to your point, Shane, all that matters now is conference play. Okay, you're 2-1 in conference play, and you're, you're pretty much your season starts now. Your second season starts now. Um, and what better way to start it than with a couple more wins um, against those Washington schools. So mm-hmm. you, you just got to get back to neutral, and I think that's the biggest thing for me. Sean, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, man. I just like I said earlier, it, it's easy to get upset about this because you lost to your rival, but you just got, I think you got to look at it in the context of you lost by single digits to a top three team in the country, a future one seed. Um, you just take what take the good, take the bad, learn from it, and then just get ready to go. Um, you just got you got to move on. Yeah, it's all, all you can do. That's all you can do. Guys, that is going to do it for us today. We appreciate both the U.S. or the ASU. And I, sure, the USA fans yeah, um, and the U of A fans in the chat. Uh, guys, if you enjoyed the content, give us a follow at phnx underscore sign up. You can follow me at anthony underscore tocher. You can follow Shane at Shane D. You can follow Sean Deposit. Oh, Sean. No, it looks like. What? One more thing. Shout out Max Duggan. I do. I tried to tell y'all. I tried to tell y'all. Michigan too. ain't shit. I did too. You can follow Sean Deposit. Sean Maybe underscore Deposit. Doubt it. Oh, yeah. Bad birdies, but doubting, yeah, the bad birdie was for TCU. Um, doubting Michigan as always. Oh, my goodness. We will see you guys Monday live oh, at 2 H. p.m. But for now, enjoy the happy new I, year, guys. Oh. Stay safe and don't drink and drive, okay? Yes. Mix in a water. Happy new year and peace.